Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Like grief and getting over people is like a, a ping pong ball moving around in a circle. And on day one of it, the ping pong ball hits the wall all the time. But over time, the, the circle gets bigger and it hits the wall less times. And so I think time is a brilliant healer. And is this my, is, how's my analogy going, Alan? <laughs> Had fine hours. It's, it's lo- kind of lost me with the circle and the wall. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna right. To I'm going to ditch it. I'm going to ditch it with shit. Um... <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm Alan Cumming. And this is... Uh, blind date. <laughs> no, you don't say your name. Oh, oh, and this is Chris Sweeney. <laughs> and this, and we are. Oh God, we're Homo sapiens. We're, we're fucking mess. <laughs> Look, it's great, smooth. It's always been thus, and it always shall be. Alan, can I tell you what Homo sapiens extra is? Oh, please, because I'm dying to know. Homo Sapiens Extra is where you can win a T-shirt, a Homo Sapiens T-shirt, if you leave us a review on the Apple Podcast app. But it's so much more than that, Christopher, isn't it? <laughs> well, thank you for saying that, Alan. Actually, it is. This is where you we read out your emails and your comments, and we uh, read out your agony uncle questions, if you want to send us any of those. Basically, we solve all your problems in a palatable way. <laughs> in a semi-palatable way. And please yeah. do send your emails uh, to us and your agony uncle questions to hello at homosapienspodcast.com or get in touch. And also you can get in touch with us at Instagram, which is at homosapiens or at Facebook, which I don't have and don't really approve of, but there we go, <laughs> at homosapienspodcast. <laughs> Didn't say that when they paid but, for an episode, did you? Oh, did they pay for one? Oh, well, I liked them then. <laughs> <laughs> I had a party last night with a little barbecue here. Did like you? The first little six people, little socially distanced barbecue. That's why I've got puffy eyes this morning. I was telling Matt right before we started that um, our producer that I get. I realised I've been getting sort of slightly puffy eyes on the top. Mm-hmm. Twice I've had it done, and guess what? They coincided with me um, like being like mountain man making a fire in the fire pit oh. and standing in smoke for like hours on end. Yeah, trying to get the fire going because I've got a new thing now. When we have a barbecue, I don't do it on the barbecue i do it on the actual fire i've got a little grid thing you put on top and i make an actual fire so it's like oh. a real i'm like a cowboy basically i love that that means you're it's, it's very broke back mountain it's so broke back mountain what was it ennis and what was the other one called ennis and i don't know poker or something <laughs> I, I and, and, and <laughs> i think and, that's uh, what he, he did was, i can't I can't quit you. I can't quit you. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how we would find out the name. Listeners, write in and remind us the name of the most famous Please do. gay film. And also maybe we could have a little uh, poll on the uh, 
the uh, uh, the sex in that. I thought it was very unrealistic. Where in the tent when in the tent, like plop, like oops, one, two, three, have a little snog, and the next thing, oop, up, up it goes. Nobody, nobody, that doesn't happen. He spat. I remember that. That happens, but I mean, you know what I mean. I just felt it was like, uh, and also it was sort of. I mean, you know, it's a film. It's everything's. Let's say Grant Schaefer upstairs. Him upstairs. He'll mm. suddenly say things like, "I just, I just think in Killing Eve, it just seems like unrealistic." That she, I mean, the whole thing's unrealistic. <laughs> She's an assassin who falls in love with the blah blah. You know. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you, we can't. We have to let it go. It was a nice film, but I know what you mean. I also think it's interesting how in. Um, Brokeback Mountain, they were both gay, right? But they were hiding their feelings, but they were both in relationships. And I think yes. now, if you were to make that film now, I'm not sure you would make it quite so binary. I think you'd say, I don't know whether you would. But one of them might have been out. Or one of them might have been bisexual. And just because they were with, a, I think back then, because they were with a woman, they had to be gay. You know what I mean? It had to be the way you told those stories had to be binary. Whereas actually, I think people right, understand that more it's a lot more gray. fluid. Yes, yes. And one because one of them, the, the Jake Gyllenhaal's character, he was sort of more sort of out, wasn't he? he? Was kind of well. I suppose he lived in a city and was a little more. He went to Mexico cosmopolitan. and had sex with rent boys. Oh, did he? Oh gosh. Mm. Well, you know, each to his own. Mm. Anyway, shall we move on to the messages from our listeners? <laughs> I, Here's one from. I think so. <laughs> Here's, I'm bored with that. Here's one from Grace, and her subject is about the thing we talked about last week, which is the CBBC lesbian kiss. Dear Alan and Chris, just listening to the latest podcast episode and have had to pause it to write this email after hearing your discussion of the first lesbian kiss I on British that. children's television. Can't agree more with all the points which you made, not least Chris's observation. Oh, gold star for you that to be it you have to see it see there's a, a catchphrase you got to have a gimmick Stop and yeah, so it's great, it. always great to you have a rhyming a rhyming catchphrase about a that yeah. kind of political trope it's very good not me who said that though just to be clear uh i know this to be true because whilst this latest televised kiss might be the first in a children's drama it is certainly not the first broadcast by cbbc oh, oh what oh like look this has taken a turn in the early 2000s connie hook connie hook say Huck presented oh. a Sunday night show on CBBC called the UK Top 40, which gave a rundown of that week's singles chart videos. My siblings, my friends and I were devotees of the show during an era in which tattoos, all the things she said, all the things she said, oh, I love that song. Uh, slash Ya Soma, dominated the chart, which contained footage of two women kissing. Yes. I see. So uh, this is where we're getting kind of like <clears> um, Grace is calling us on our lack of detail i mean i have to i'm going to quibble with this but let me finish seeing it as well as my primary school friend's revulsion when we discussed it in the playground was an important period in me understanding that there were women who like other women romantically but in being like this i was probably not like the rest of my peer group i wonder how and to what extent the experiences and discussions of this latest kiss by children are different to those that we had nearly two decades ago thanks for all you do with the show it's always a joy to listen thanks grace that's very nice of you to write that's such an interesting point um but also i think like it's different in a pop video, but she's not. Like, I mean, there. I mean, she's not wrong, but I'm quibbling because, like, this is uh, this kiss. This latest kiss was actual content in a kids yeah. made for kids drama, as opposed to a sort of. Um, I don't think she's quibbling. Though. Ab- I think she's just adding. No, I'm to quibbling. The chat. I'm I'm quibbling with her. That's so she's all. trying to say something but, uh, nice, and you're having a go at her. <laughs> no, <laughs> I guess. No, I think it's a great idea. I mean, I'm. I think actually the point. Hopefully, the point she's making. That uh, you know, uh, however many years ago it was that that happened, then I'm sure there'll be a different reaction to it. Hopefully, it'll be a more, yeah, easier and uh, pleasanter and uh, 
accepting reaction to it nowadays with kids in the schoolyard. Yes. What do you think? And no one's mentioned the uh, the gangbang that was in the Teletubbies, which was uh, all those years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, what I think about this <laughs> is I think it's great because I remember the tattoo uh, one uh, video. And what I think other is, things you said, other things you said, yeah, other things you said, other things you said. And they I were dressed that. as school children, weren't they? And I just think it's it goes into the long lineage of like why women kissing and the it was titillating. Is, is titillating to men. And also why women in school uniform is titillating to men in very in in public um in mainstream media. Terrible. It's yeah. so fucked up. Infantilizing and pedophilia pedophiliac and yeah. Yeah, it's horrible. Um but thanks Ugh. for that. Good remember because I remember it rocked my school as well. I had another blast of talking of the pedophilia, I had another blast of the Trump Digital Army calling me a pedo this week. Oh really? You know that's the sort of the default uh, thing that they they say to uh, queer men. Queer men. Oh, there's little. Can you hear the dog name again? Yes. Um, What's your doggy's name? Ridley. Ridley. That's right. Uh, attach myself. Unattach myself. Hi, Ridley. <laughs> yes, you didn't have attention for thirteen seconds. Please come in. This is from Steve Gents, long-time listener, first-time correspondent, etc. Thank you. Please always write in. Your recent episodes have been some of the finest. Stop it. A real treat, mm. particularly hearing from some of the older members of our communities and how they view the current LGBT plus landscape through the lens of their own experience in less open times. I've just listened to this week's Jake Shears episode and again you keep on delivering. Mm. You really are the LGBT woman's hour, only better. Yes. Um, <laughs> new, pres- new presenters announced this week on Women's Hour. Um, oh, that's right. She left. It's your yeah, um, Jenny Murray. Trump. What's her name? People say she's. Oh, well, this is what he goes on to say. Which leads me on to my question. We've lost so many formerly admired celebrities to the recent wave of transphobia in the UK. Dame Jenny Murray of Women's Hour fame, JK Rowling, Robert Webb, Graham Linehan. Um, so what he's asking really is what, how do how does one stand up um, against people who are saying things that we don't agree with? Well, I think all you do is that, that someone else's stance doesn't affect your stance and you just challenge it and question it. One thing I've noticed you do, Alan Cumming, is you when you don't agree with someone, you say you say it's interesting that you dot dot dot. <laughs> is that what I do? Yeah. <clears throat> you go. It's interesting that you dot dot dot. <laughs> because then, it's a lot of shit yeah is what <laughs> which is which is the sort of podcast equivalent of hearing an unsheathing of a sword because <laughs> <laughs> i didn't realize i did that people saying these things like why are they saying them if people are saying really unkind things yes it's unacceptable but at the same time it it does take take the time to try and educate as well because just cancelling people isn't helpful totally I know the cancel culture is really fascinating. I mean, in some ways you have, sometimes you have to do it, hmm. but uh, I think it's become t- too easy and too, and it's, and it's also what it does is it just polarizes everything. It yeah. makes everyone, everyone just be bitter and angry and, and I remember on, each other and not listening. Yeah. And I remember on one of the very first episodes of this podcast, like me and Will saying, um, <clears throat> you know, happy to be corrected. You know, like, because we're talking about a lot of stuff. Like, yeah, we're gay men, but uh, that is a very small, privileged little existence we live in. And we're going to get a load of stuff wrong. But you've just got to be open to learning for next time. Totally. Um, can we t- can I just say we p- passed over a, uh, an email that sounds, seems to be uh, has a lovely quote in it that I'd like to read out? <laughs> Wait, did we? Sorry, Ready? did I miss an email? Yes. 
Yeah, the one I'm going to read now oh. is from Angus, which is the county that I grew up in in Scotland. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And the subject is a great podcast and it's been shaping my lockdown viewing. Yeah. I have loved this podcast. This is from doesn't say who. Oh, Angus, of course. <laughs> I, have been, I loved this podcast from the start and the recent edition of Alan, who has also been a selling point for my non-LGBTQ plus school friend, Paul, for whom I quote, Alan Cumming is an absolute god. I wonder why this email caught your eye, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe you passed it. Homo <laughs> Sapiens has therefore inspired a rewatch of The High Life. Oh, that's a sitcom I did. Still funny all these years later. Thanks. The last episode is a bit mad, though, isn't it? Yes. If I, I'm sorry, I'm answering these questions as a, I'm having a lot of coffee. Is Future guest wise, how about Alan Hollinghurst? Oh, that's a good idea. He has an interestingly ambivalent view of gay life that I find rather unsettling. Or Kate Bush, if you can get her. Oh, my God. Thank you, Angus. Kate Bush would just, I don't know if I could do Kate Bush. I would be so overwhelmed with, I've got, I can, I'm looking at Kate Bush right now. I turned to the right and she's there. The Dreaming, the album of The Dreaming is sitting by my record player. That so is, thanks for that, Angus. Ah, uh, okay. And um, shall we have a look at an email from Nell? Chris and Nell, Alan. yes. He says, what a lovely surprise. Hi, Chris and Alan. I was so thrilled to hear you read out my review and Agony Uncle question last on last week's podcast. Um, this was the Agony Uncle from oh, the yes. straight woman. About, if about was, the woman who was wondering if it's okay to ask her co-worker if he was gay because she wanted to be a friend with him and not um, think that he was. she was hitting on him. Exactly. And right. she says, my teenage daughter was equally thrilled and a bit proud, I think. I had been discussing asking out the lovely Antonio for a mate date with her a few days before. She sent a short clip to her friends as of... of the podcast i think who assured her your mum will go far high praise indeed from a group of 14 year olds i just <laughs> oh my god listeners breaking news it says here oh. i just got off the phone to antonio after a 25 minute chat and we're catching up next week thank you so Yay. much for boosting my cool points all the best to you both now oh, oh isn't that so lovely presumably, does that mean antonio is gay and they're having a, a, a mate date i think so don't you I think it does mean, yes, you're reading between the lines. Oh, that's so nice. We haven't had a Homo sapiens wedding. I'd really like one. Oh, is, surely we must have. Just haven't been invited. Listeners, is there any stories that you can tell us that in any way reflects a Homo sapiens wedding? Because me and Alan will come to the wedding. We will buy a new hat. Oh, you know, I can do it. I can um, officiate. Oh, I so can I. Britain. We both can. Oh, well, you could do the British ones. I'll do the American ones, the United States of America ones. Are you, how are you officiated? Oh, like that thing, the National Church of Weird Universal. Oh, Universal Church you know, of Life. Yeah, yeah, yeah that thing. one. Um, <laughs> oh, how funny. I must call you Vicar from now on. Um, <laughs> there's another, there's something there from Mike. Do you want to have a read of that? Sorry, gulping my coffee there. Uh, Mike, let me see. Mike, hello, Mike. This is Mike. He contacted us via DM on Instagram, which we don't like so much because it gets a bit overwhelming. We'd rather you emailed. Just FYI. Yes. I don't really have a question or problem. Well, what are you doing then? <laughs> I just want to say that I love the podcast. I love you both and think you're amazing and bring comfort and information to so many. Ah, I do a little jig of excitement when a new episode pops up. Thank you for to the Homo Sapiens team. Ah, thanks very much. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, thanks to Colm, who's here, our engineer person and editor. And thanks to Matt, who's our producer. Yeah, it's, it's nice he says thanks to the team as well, because it takes a village. It takes a bloody village. It really does. Oh, my God. Alan, I'm going to read you an agony, Uncle. Bring it. I'm feeling very wise. Are you? You're looking wise yeah. today. Um, hi, Alan. Homo sapiens sweatshirt. That's why. That is it. Still available. Everpress.com forward slash homo sapiens. Oh, God. <laughs> Only size extra, extra large available. <laughs> we have every size available on the store, actually. Thank you, Alan. Oh, we good. Oh, great. Um, hi, Alan and Chris. I'm currently going through a bad mental spell, sexuality-wise. 
And I just wanted to know if these feelings are normal in a young gay person's experience. In recent years, I feel like I've pushed away the chance of being in a happy relationship for the sake of the well-being of everyone. And I think the opposite has happened. I make excuses. I tell myself to put the career education first. I freeze up, ghosting and get fussy while talking to guys I like. I still haven't come out to my entire family. Mam and friends know. And a few guys who I really liked in the past have moved on and I am happy for them. But it all hurts more than I thought. I'm just wondering if all of this is because I wasn't brave enough or I am not accepting that me being gay is a real thing and that it will bring about a, a bit of a storm at home. Your podcast has been a saviour of terms of ex- in terms of exposing me to the LGBTQ conversation I clearly needed, especially during lockdown where casual chats with mates over coffee and cake disappeared. Hope you're, hope you're both well and loving life. A lot of questions. Little it? darling. Hmm. Well, very sad little... I know. I'm sorry you're feeling like this, and I'm glad we can be of some uh, sucker, if that's the right word. Um, Don't call him that, Alan. He's having a hard time. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I think my initial knee-jerk amateur psychologist uh, response is that it sounds like obviously it's 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 completely uh, normal to have spells of not feeling okay and it's completely okay to not be okay and uh so don't feel bad about that we're all we all do it even wise old sages like chris and i <laughs> um and in terms of your sexuality that's the thing it changes and moves and you know and you have times you're feeling great about it times not so much so that's all and i think it's, it's more complicated when you're younger because you don't have anything to compare it with the older you get you see patterns so don't give yourself a hard time but i think the thing the crux of the matter here for me is that that you haven't come out to your family and i think that must be such a burden to you and i think that probably uh, affects more of the other parts of your life than you than you maybe give it credit for mm. and so i would say um, I, I would say the thing to focus on right now is to try and deal with that and to try and be, you know, be as open and honest and authentic a person as you possibly can. And I think when you are that, all the other stuff kind of um, falls into place a bit more. Yes. And I think what's amazing about your letter is that you are you clearly very self-aware. You know, you're very aware of what's going on with you and being able to even mm. articulate i make excuses i freeze up ghosting and get fussy when i'm talking to guys and that's causing you problems i i know so many people who still can't notice that themselves and i think you're noticing that perhaps stuff is going on for you that you think might be related to the fact that you haven't come out or the fact that you're struggling with your sexuality and that's i think that's amazing and it's okay to struggle with your sexuality it absolutely Completely. is and i think that you know, Alan's saying, you know, make sure you come out and stuff. Yes, um, it's great to be out and proud, but also just make sure that you surround yourself with nice people who you're out to. Because I think that people who make you feel good about your sexuality will help you mm. grow, right? And then from there, it will all come. And don't beat yourself up too much about it because it's totally, really hard. But that's, presumably, but that's presumably the reason why he's not come out because he's not around people that he thinks are, yes. are going to be. Uh, so that's, yeah, absolutely. Mm. So good luck. Good luck. And keep, keep us, us posted. posted. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, next, uh, here's one from a gay woman. I'm 27 and before lockdown, my girlfriend suddenly broke it off after two years. I thought maybe the enforced time apart would help me get over her, but that hasn't happened at all. My friends say I should unfollow her on social media because it just winds me up. How do I get over her? Chris. Well, 
Um, you should definitely, you don't have to unfollow her on social media because that might make you look like you're cross, but I would just mute her on social media. Oh, absolutely. That was the first thing I thought. Get Just take that stress out of your life. Because it can be really addictive, can't it? And getting over people is is really hard and it takes everybody a different amount of time. And I have to not look at their social media Absol- and stuff. I think that's the thing. You've got to like think it's 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 hard. It's fucking hard. It's 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 it hurts and it's and you're hurting and you're in a situation where you can't go out and you know make yourself feel better like you would normally do because of this whole situation we find ourselves in. Yes. But so like do yourself some favor. Don't look at the social media. Delete them or mute them or something. And also a piece of advice someone gave me that I thought found really useful when I broke up with people is for just a little bit, let's say two weeks, do whatever you want. If you don't want to go mm. out, don't go out. If you want to just watch telly, just watch telly. If you want to eat that stuff, just eat that stuff. Do whatever pleases yeah. you. Don't I think grind. You've got to sort of you've got to switch the you've got to switch your behavioural patterns and especially the behavioural patterns that you were in with them. Yeah. That's what's really important. And also my old trick, um is uh and my old piece of advice. I'm not quite sure how it works if you're not able to well, you marry someone else. A bit. <laughs> <laughs> just get married immediately to a really unsuitable person no um <laughs> uh i just actually don't get married to them just give them a house and then just walk away uh no uh what i was going to say was um sort of the equivalent is sort of put someone between you and them have sex with someone else right have nice sex with someone that you like or maybe someone you don't you know I mean, hopefully someone you like but someone just i, I i'm i think <laughs> but you know so, what's hard about that is that I used what? to try and do that. And then I'd go out and I didn't get a shag. And you'd be like, oh, now I can't even... <laughs> <laughs> they don't love me and now no one will have sex with me. Oh, well, you've got to sort <laughs> that, that bit, out. You know, at nine o'clock, you'd be like, yeah, gonna go out and get some. 2 a.m., you're like, the lights are on in the club. <laughs> Come on. Oh, Chris. I know. Listen. Chris. Oh, I kissed. I wish we were. I wish we were. Oh, I don't, actually. But I wish I'd known you and we were out together. Because I'm very good at... Um, I'm very good at at coaching people uh, who are l- looking for a shag when I'm out with them. I I'm very really I'm like a shag co- shag coach totally. Like go over now. Like, is that the person? Go over and say hello. Ask them about you know, blah blah. I was very Tell good at that as us. well. I used to go up to people all the time. I would pretend it was like I was on a meet and greet. Like hi, how <laughs> are you? you? Like just go up to everyone. Hey, how are you? You having a nice evening? Way like should we have sex? They sound like the host of the club or something then. Yeah, because I was like, it's a you know, if if they're attractive, they they might be you know, why not go and say hi? Because then they might think, oh, he's the host of the club. Can I have a drink ticket? <laughs> Rather than he's a hottie, I want to shag him. I was carrying a <laughs> notepad and a pen at the time, which maybe that's why I didn't get a shag. <laughs> um, Can I take your photograph for a gay magazine? <laughs> QX. It was always QX <laughs> magazine. Um, yes. Okay, so here's. Uh, One last one. So this is from a trans woman in her 20s. Whenever I go home, my mum insists on dead naming me. It's not often for Mm. obvious reasons, but what do I do? I mean, there's so much going on here. I mean, obviously, you you have to say to your mum, just fucking stop this. You've got to lay down the boundaries. Mm -hmm. I I mean, this is what I would do, and I don't know the full thing, but I I I find the whole dead naming thing so aggressive and horrible especially from a parent i would say mom i'm not coming home anymore if you dead name me you have to respect my life and my who i am my being and i can't come home and be dead named by the person who is supposed to be one of the people in the world who supports me more than anything 
That's what I would do. What would you do? Yes. So for our, uh, for some of our listeners who, for example, are straight, dead naming is when people, uh, a person who has transitioned um, has a name that they were given when they were born that it, they feel is not correct because it's for an incorrect gender for them. So that's the dead name, right? Right. So if someone was called John and then they trans- transitioned and became Fiona, mm-hmm. it's like their mum calling them John when they go home and, yeah. they're, and they're a girl now. And this is the opposite thing to this story. But I mean, it's yeah. just, it's so shocking to me. And it's done, people do it really it's always done as a huge, huge weapon. And yep. it's a horrible, horrible thing to do. And it just shows absolute lack of empathy in all ways, I think. I think, yeah, you're going through... Terfs do it. You're going through something massive. And at those periods of your life, you need support from people who love you. And right. you do not have to see your family. Yes, you're related to them, <clears throat> but you do not have to spend time with them if they do something upsetting. And... I, I've heard about this, you know, I've had discussions with trans people who this has happened to. And it's not, this is in no way to excuse the behavior. But what Justin Vivian Bond was saying was like, you know, V said, because Justin Vivian Bond's pronoun is V. Um, mm-hmm. It reminded me, V said, um, when did you want to stop learning? You know, and that's what this parent yeah. is doing. Yeah. They're not learning. Learn. You know, when I... I seem to have ringside seats to this stupid discussion a lot of people going they oh they is it's like when someone I always use the analogy of like if if a friend of yours is coming for lunch but they're bringing someone and they haven't told mm. you they haven't told you anything other than they're bringing someone and so therefore you don't know whether they're male or female but so you'll be like oh would they want will they eat vegetables or will they be vegetarian? You don't even think about right. it. You have no problem with it. You don't get some existential crisis as a result around <laughs> no, that. No, no. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Um, Do you know what was funny this week? There was a thing in the New York Times about cabaret and how it's sort of you know what's happening in the cabaret world because nobody can perform and everything mm. and there was a there's various people and they talked about the club coming uh the variety show we're trying to do and various people are doing these virtual things <laughs> and and uh, and uh Viv, vivian just vivian bond was mentioned in it too and also murray hill one of our ah, upcoming guests yes. and uh, but it said it was so hilarious because murray put it on his instagram it's it's about blah blah blah. Murray Hill, who on its instant called it. Okay, he said my pronoun is not it, <laughs> and it was just a weird sort of misprint in the paper. But Murray was absolutely hilarious about it. But I, I actually think I think a pronoun actually. Someone said uh, this other hilarious comedian called Cola Scola 
wrote in the comments, <laughs> it is actually, it used to be my preferred pronoun. <laughs> <laughs> I love, that's so funny. Now for some uh, news, ladies and gentlemen. Boop, boop, some boop, LGBTQ boop. plus news. <laughs> now, um, <clears throat> I don't know if you all know this, but so uh, the former Australian Prime Minister, Tony Abbott, has been appointed as a UK uh, trade envoy by the UK government. Mm. And <laughs> the UK Health Secretary, Matt Hancock, has defended this appointment after a ton of criticism. Because, you know, Tony Abbott has has not been a friend of the gays, for, uh, first of all. He's said in the past some really homophobic, misogynist things. Like during yeah. the, during the um, you know, in Australia, they had the marriage equality thing happened uh, in the last recently, he said he felt threatened by homosexuality mm. that and that marriage equality would lead to the erosion of family. Yeah, and uh, he, and he's also questioned. He also thought that uh, women having too much power was uh, a bad thing. And so anyway, this um, health minister in Britain is defending. I mean, also I just don't get it, Chris. I mean, what I, I don't understand. Why they've chosen Tony Abbott to be a trade envoy? Well, this former Australian president. I don't, what's the what's the benefit of that? Of it coming in to do all the Brexit stuff? Because he, well, basically, because he's a good expert at like uh, trade relations for that part of the world who we want to be building relationships with. But oh, so he's a trade envoy with like Australia and uh, Southeast Asia. Yeah, but the thing is, like, what annoys me one that Tony Abbott is appointed. That's fine, and then two. The thing is, Kay Burley took uh, Matt Hancock to task, saying, you know, this man has said all these homophobic and misogynist things. What do you think? And Matt Hancock, standing there on Sky News, uh, says he's also an expert on trade. And I think what is so mind-blowing about that <clears throat> is that it's still acceptable to completely gloss over things that mm. contravene basic human rights. If it's about the economy. And money. And also just that the, I feel that you're seeing the tot up in Matt Hancock's head of like, well, how many people will this piss off really? You know? So it's not coming. And probably not not many people who he's going to be actually dealing with. Exactly. And not yeah. and not enough of the electorate that this would be an issue. And that just makes it's my just about, it's just a sort of just speaks of like the kind of decency and compassion of that government mm. of that british government i mean i think it's hilarious as well that the health secretary has been trundled out to deal with this where's the trade secretary oh, Do you yeah. know what i mean where what the, what, what the hell's going on there poor old health secretaries having to deal with all this shit but it just shows that you know both britain and the americas uh of the, uh, the united states of there's just this you know like we've been seeing this week with donald trump saying all these things about the troops i mean there's just this lack of compassion and it's and it's like anything, to, kindness or decency are seen as weaknesses. And that's something we've got to be really vigilant about, I think, people, because mm. that's going to bring down our whole, I mean, it is bringing down our whole society because if we don't have kindness and compassion and, and are looking after each other, we're doomed. Mm. So, so <laughs> Captain Man Ring, we're all doomed. We, we send Matt Hancock love, understanding uh, and compassion, but he can also fuck off. <laughs> Now some happier news, Chris. Over to you, the uh, the Strictly Come Dancing <laughs> news guest. <laughs> Strictly Come Dancing has got its first same-sex couple. Well, UK Strictly Come Dancing, I would say. Uh, 
Nicola Adams, the ex-boxer, is to have a same-sex dance partner, which is very exciting. So it's the first time in the show's 16-year history. That's amazing, actually. I always think Britain being much more ahead of all these things. I know, it's than, funny, isn't uh, it? Yeah. Um, I was asked to go on Strict to Come Down. I've been asked to go on both of them. In America, America and UK? In America, it's called Dancing with the Stars. Dancing. I like Strict to Come Dancing better. Alan, how should the BBC deal with this without over-sensationalising it, do you think? Do nothing. Just deal with it like they would deal with every other couple. That's the whole point. Don't make a thing of it. I mean, I, if anything, say, sorry it's taken us so long to do this. Yes. In 16 years of a show, and there's one same-sex couple, it's hardly uh, you know reflective of the population of same-sex same-sex couples and uh, LGBTQ people in society. Yeah. I think just like, you know, if anything, say sorry it's taken us so long. Yeah. But it's great. We're going to do a shout out here. So Freddie Lanka is um, a lovely uh, pottery and ceramic artist who is sort of a bit of a friend of the show, I would say. Um, he's listened from the very beginning and he uh, has um, set up a thing called the Queer Youth Art Collective. And he, oh, yes. um, he wanted us to do a shout out for his excellent project, which is um, the Queer Youth Art Collective runs a mix of artist led workshops and social spaces for 18 to 26 year olds with an interest in the arts. And this online space is accessible to LGBT, LGBT people from all over the UK. Um, and basically they're looking for donations. So um, they've got a new season um They've got a new term starting and they need to be able to fund these lessons uh, for people who want to do the classes. So if you want to find out more info, if you want to take part or if you can donate, go to Queer Youth Art Collective on Instagram. And you can That's find nice. them me. Can I also just to shout out, there's a place in Edinburgh called uh, Greenwood. It's a, it's a, it's a, oh, yeah. a, a queer, safe, sober safe space cafe that's just opened these lovely boys in edinburgh have uh, started it and uh i'm just looking at the facebook page now it's a hilarious thing to say that we sell lots of delicious uh, stuff but there's these things you can buy for nothing like respecting trans women juice zero respecting trans men juice zero no money at all respecting non-binary people juice it's so easy zero um it doesn't cost you anything i think that's so lovely it just opened last week and um also, there's a lovely boy called Tom Hutton has done this zine about with all these beautiful photographs he's taken and uh, they sell, they're selling it there and they're selling other sort of arty things there. Just really lovely. And I think in, especially in this time, it's so heartening to see young queer people coming together and mm. starting a little business and, you know, making the world a better place. So I think they're really lovely and they're, it's called Greenwood and it's in Edinburgh and it's got delicious vegany things as well. So obviously that's all good in my book that's too. That's a win. Um, listeners, please send us in <coughs> any other exciting little queer projects you'd like us to talk about. Alan. Yes. Uh, oh, have you got a wormhole? <laughs> oh, have I got a wormhole? It's so crazy. Hang on, I've got to look at my thing. I've got to look uh, at mine. Oh, yes. So, I'm, you know, mine's a bit sort of... Um, what do you call it? Free association? Is that what you call it? <laughs> yes. This week, because I don't, I, I was trying to think of the connections that took me to the different places, and I just cannot for the life of me remember. But so I'm going to Vancouver, right, uh, in, uh, yes. next week to shoot this thing. So I shall be talking to you from the uh, on Pacific time as of uh, next week, and um, 
what was crazy was like they, uh, they, I, I was sort of trying to find out about things in Vancouver and seeing what the COVID situation was. And they sent me some th- houses to look at, you know, and to stay in and all these things. So I was, I was doing that. And then for some reason, I, oh, I know, because <clears throat> I was talking, this is the weird thing. I was thinking and talking about space heaters, you know, for outside. So oh, that's because yeah. uh, we're thinking like, what will we do when it gets colder? And we want to have, we see people, but we don't want to have them in our house and spreading germs. So we're thinking, oh, we'll get these space heaters. Well, I was just talking about that. The next thing they appeared on my in the ads where when I'm searching and you know, looking in Vancouver. I mean, hello. I mean, duh. But anyway, and that takes me to my next point because I was, I was looking at space heaters, and then I got onto this. Um, I was, I, I, I was, I, 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 I started to wonder when I was writing, and I thought, I wonder when the word duh was invented, <laughs> right? Because I was thinking about this little lady I'd met in Australia who was very sort of sardonic and said to me this thing about when I wanted to get my lenses put in my glasses. And but I said, and she was like, yes, yes. And then I said, but I've got to go. I'm only here until Friday. Can you do it? And she went, shouldn't be a drama. And I said when I was writing that, if she, which is my favourite Australian saying, and right up there with my favourite sayings in the whole world, which are um, silver medal from Texas. If wishes were fishes, we'd all take a swim. I love. And then I think my favorite one, my Scottish one, is you eat a ton of shite before you die. I just love that. Anyway, my point is that I was looking to see, because I thought if she had, if her eyebrows could talk, they would have said the word duh to me. But uh, then I thought, when did duh get invented? And apparently it was first um, used or first seen in, in the 1800s. But then it was actually first kind of used in common parlance in the 60s. And I didn't realize that. I thought it was much more of a recent thing. It feels very like so, 90s clueless Duh, share and yeah, I know. Mm. And then I went from that to, I just think there should be a TV show, and I'm obviously going to try and make this happen, a TV show of two truths and a lie, mm-hmm. where celebrities come on and they tell you two things about themselves and one thing's a lie and everyone has to guess. And I, I um, went and saw that and I saw that Dr. Phil had done that on the Jimmy Fallon show. Dr. Phil right. had played two truths and a lie. And what I think is so stupid about when people play truth and a lie, and they, they oh, here's the that's the, there's the lie, and everyone, and you don't go back and say, excuse me, what you have a piece of cow in your shoulder, which is one of the things that Doctor Phil did. He has a piece of a cow in his shoulder, and <laughs> and they just went, yes, I had no, I have a piece of cow in my shoulder, but I didn't have a bubble bath in yes, Oprah's house, no and then like, we move we move on. I'm like, I want to know about the cow in Doctor Phil's shoulder. Yeah. So that was really my. Um, <clears throat> wormhole of the week quite the odyssey what about you so mine started on ricky gervais <laughs> and it ended on um buying used pants on ebay <laughs> <laughs> underpants yeah uh, used why do you want to buy used underpants well i gotta tell you so oh my god <laughs> i can't wait so sure you, ricky I, gervais will be thrilled with this yeah, so Ricky Gervais is he's a, I find him on Twitter like just he's just deliberately contentious and I find that annoying. Um and but anyway, he tweets Well, do you know what you should do is mm. you should not follow him as following yes. the advice we've given to our I know and you're right. Week. And do you know what? It's sort of like I have that with Twitter where it's like I follow people sort of because I find them annoying um because I want to see what I I think with Ricky Gervais like he's he's so laser precision at trying to capture the zeitgeist all the time and that's why he says things that are deliberately upsetting anyway so he tweeted a link to a clip from Afterlife his TV show which I oh, I loved that yeah and I clicked on it because I was like oh yeah I remember uh 
that show. And um, in the clip was a guy who I went to school with called Tom Basden, who was a comedian. Oh. And I was like, oh my God. What did he, what did he play? He played this guy sitting behind a desk. Um, uh-huh. that's, they were just having a conversation. I think they worked okay. together. Um, and blonde guy. Um, my uh-huh. age, you know, incredibly young. And um, he, so then I, and, and Tom Basden, who I went to school with, who became a comedian, and then obviously he's doing this thing now. I was like, ah, oh, his dad was the loveliest man in the world. And he was my biology teacher called Mr. Basden. And right. so I was like, I wonder what happened to Mr. Basden. So I Googled <laughs> and then Mr. Basden, and then I ended up on a newsletter from my old school saying when he retired. So then I was in the old school newsletter. So I started scrolling around and then I was, there was, I was remembering it's like all this chat about the sports teams and stuff. And I was just remembering how that used to make me feel sick. And then I was like, oh, I need to buy some exercise clothes because I don't have many. So then oh I went, oh, I'll go. Look, I'm actually talking to you in exercise clothes as I talk to you. But I hate the way ex clothes, clothes are always like, like polyester. You know what I mean? So it's like, I want to get uh-huh. some. And so sometimes I buy like old cotton, like shorts and stuff. So I went on to eBay to get some old cotton shorts. Well, <laughs> when I started looking around, I was noticing yeah. that the images were like a little bit frisky in some of them. Like it was a bit like. It was back to your days when you used to look at the magazines that your dad took the pictures of. Exactly. But no, but this just had a different feel. You know, when if you're gay, you slightly get it when someone's trying to signal that their stuff is a bit gay. You know what I mean? It just felt a bit gay. I was like, yeah, yeah. This isn't like a mum selling some old cotton sports shorts. This is like someone. Anyway, so I clicked on this thing and it was like used sports pants. And then I clicked on the seller and they, there was this person who sells like, used underwear and it tells you like how many times it's been used and stuff like that oh and then they is that the thing when people do they still do that where you kind of sort of come in the pants and send it to you yeah well that's how we Uh met (laughs) (laughs) oh my god this is taking a turn this is taking a real turn but anyway so there's this person on ebay just happily selling but it was like wasn't like ultra sexy as in like no one had like come in it it was just like this has been worn three times by a, a guy like but that was the selling point so that mm, was my wormhole. I see. It's, you know, it's interesting right now. I was just talking to someone last night about this, but a lot of people are, are t- you know, the, the, in reference to the sending people your soiled pants, a lot of people are doing OnlyFans only fans Ooh, instead of boom. Yes. And a lot of people are turning to doing OnlyFans um, because they need the money and they're, and, you know, it's a sort of a, a culture where we're staying at home watching things and uh, yeah i know i know some people who are, who are doing that and i think it's um, fascinating a fascinating time and also just think <laughs> like uh, someone i know uh of uh, here i was just uh, i was finding out about the logistics of doing that just about the, you know that <laughs> they've got uh, this is an unjudgmental space alan you can tell us if you want to <laughs> it's launch totally unjudgmental. No, it's more more about like the technical aspects of it <laughs> get, like when they had to go to somebody else's flat to do it because their roommate was all it's all and just like the filming of it and you know, I don't know. I was just sort of intrigued by it all. And uh, did they wear masks? You know, all stuff like that. Yes. Is, it, uh, is, it, is there uh, social dis- stuff like Is that, that why you're going to Vancouver? <laughs> 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 to do a- Actually, I could do great OnlyFans thing up here because it's just in the woods. It could be really, I could have a sort of 
could get wood fetishists as well as Alan Cumming fetishists. I know, because if ever you see porn where it's like outdoors in public spaces, I'm always like, I bet someone's going to walk through. How can they not be worried about that? I know. That was like when I shot that thing for, for the National Theatre of Scotland, the, uh, what's it called? Uh, Out of the Woods. I shot that in the woods here. And luckily there's nobody. We never Which see wasn't anybody. porn for clarity. It was not porn. But I was just, you know, going around with a knife, screaming into my phone. Uh <laughs> In the woods, if anyone had come by, it'd be worse than seeing me having sex, I think. <laughs> me with a knife is much more uh, scary than me having sex, hopefully. <laughs> Anecdote roulette. Woo! Okay. Um, uh, I am going to... Joanna Lumley. <clears throat> well... <laughs> Yes, I sort of do have a, a Joanna Lumley story. I mean, like, I love Joanna Lumley. She's so, I mean, obviously, who doesn't? She's just the most fantastic mm. person. She made a pair of shoes out of our bra. Like, let's start with that. <laughs> but uh, uh, for those of you who don't know, it was a TV show, a documentary, when she went to a desert island. I and love she that. made a pair of, <laughs> so her feet didn't get hot in the sand. She made a pair of shoes out of our bra. That I was just so love that good, woman. that show. I'm going to watch just, that again. I mean, if the, me too. Uh, and she's made millions of documentaries, and she's just always so lovely and and... You know, like Mrs. Like the the poshest, most darling, amazing sort of. And she's got all these connections to India, so she's always got insights to all these things when she does these travel documentaries. She's just great. Mm. Anyway, I uh, you know I've met her a few times over the years, and and uh, I remember the, the last time I saw her, she was doing uh, this play La Bette on Broadway a few years ago, which is a play which I did first of all in 1992. Uh, it's written by David Hurston. It was done. I did it in in, in uh, its British premiere, and then uh, Mark Rylance did, did played. Uh, my part and uh, and then the, the prince was now a princess and played by Joanna Lumley and they did it in London then took it to Broadway anyway I went to see it and then um, I saw Joanna afterwards and I was saying oh you're having a nice time in, in New York and everything and she said yes and you know the most magical thing I'm, I'm having such a magical you know the most magical thing of all and I said what and she pulled out her metro card from her uh, from her wallet she just loved going on the subway in New York I just thought oh you're even more amazing than I thought oh, you were before that's so she'd be a great guest she would be a great guest why don't we get John Lumley definitely a gay icon let's do it let's put it on the list ow oh I just hit my elbow okay Joanna Lumley's going on the list Okay, now uh, nearly is the end, but before we go, it's we've got to do review of the week. So review of the week is when you write on uh, the Apple Podcast thing and you you judge us mercilessly. And this is how you can win a Homo Sapiens T-shirt because we choose our favourite uh, review of the week. It doesn't need to be a good review. It obviously helps, but it's, sometimes we give <laughs> reviews to the bad people because we want to smother you with love. We do. So, um, we've got an extra special review of the week this week. Have we? Because we're going to oh. say we're going to save up. Uh, the current ones on Apple Podcasts for next week, because Kelly wrote in, who yeah. was a T-shirt winner, Mad Knitter seventy four. Um, oh, I remember her. Yeah. So she says, "Hello, I'm not." Uh, so she wrote us an email this week. It said, "Hello, I'm not sure if you remember me. I'm Kelly, Mad Knitter seventy four. You gave me a T-shirt from my review near the beginning of the season. Here's a picture of me wearing my fabulous T-shirt, which I love. These are my kids. I mentioned them in my other email." Quinn is 17, Lola's 15, Dylan 13. All three have tried oh. to pinch my T-shirt since it arrived. <laughs> we went to the lavender field. Oh, look at them in a the field of lavender they're in. Yeah. That looks lovely. We went, uh, so she sent us a photo of them all together with mum wearing the T-shirt, other three normal clothes. I have been working on a little prezi for you both as I had <gasps> three babies born lately, but I've been a bit delayed with getting them knit up. What would be a good address to send them to? Um, so she has posted what? us a parcel, Alan, and I will Ooh. forward yours on to you. 
gosh, another knitted present because I've got my my Uta's, uh, my my bum. Actually, you know, the exciting thing is next week when I'm actually leaving this cocoon mm. in the Catskills and going out into the real world and start working again, um, I will be taking my uh, bum bag. Uh, made by Uta in Germany, not the one I did not receive from Hannah Gadsby. And I was actually thinking about uh, taking my um, Uta tea cosy with me because I don't know if they'll have tea cosy. Oh, a little bit of home. That'd be nice. Um, yeah. So Kelly finished. Wow, this is exciting. So we're going to post it. I'm going to show everyone this picture um, of Kelly with her kids, but also Alan. Quinn, Quinn, Lola, and Dylan. I think we should give them all a t shirt, don't you? Yes. Uh, and hopefully they're all mediums. Is that what we've it's got large, left? Large. <laughs> Largest. Got well, they'll, they'll grow large. into them. They'll, they'll grow into them. Yeah. Uh, ah, that's nice. Oh, I'm so excited. We've got another knitting present coming. So that's, we're going to give them three t-shirts this week. That's the that's competition. That's very one. exciting. Isn't ah, it? so, you know, you can win a t-shirt if you uh, leave a review on the podcast app. And also you can email us your comments, your questions, your agony uncles, just anything. Just shoot the breeze. And that is at hello at homosapienspodcast.com. Com. Correct. Or you can get in touch with us on Instagram at Homo Sapiens. And Alan, do you know who do you know who our guest is next week? Yeah, because I can see it in my computer right now. <laughs> I was just talking about him earlier. How about that for a segue? It's yes. the amazing Murray Hill, comedian and uh just all round great guy. Drag who is king. A drag king, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, drag king. Murray is a complete icon because we hear so much about drag queens and, you know, thanks to drag race. Sorry, for sorry can I just interrupt? I've just seen my husband walk by with a trowel of dog poop. As, I, <laughs> as, I, as you say this, he just walks in front of me. And Speaking of iconic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is my life. Um, we have trowels in different parts, behind different trees around the property to pick up the dog oh, poop. Oh, I love that. I love, no. I love a system. But yeah, Murray is, a, Murray is an icon. And um, we all know about drag queens, but drag kings are far less widely known. Uh, I think it's 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 really interesting to me the whole drag, like I, 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 well, well, let's not spoil it because he talks about it mm. uh, a, a lot and just about his journey to being able to perform like that and you know be a full time performer as Murray Hill and he's uh, performed with some amazing people and he does his own shows and and he's just great. It's a fascinating and, uh, it was, story. Yeah, a really fun interview. So that's next. That's coming out on uh, a week on Thursday. Correct. We'll be back. My eyes getting more puffy and weird. I just want to say. Oh, that's the bonfire, right? It's the bonfire. Luckily, I've got two weeks in quarantine before they have to, I have to look oh, cute on, a, on TV. Um, okay. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Yes, this has been fun. And uh, hope you have a lovely week. And we will see you with Murray Hill next week. Bye. Bye. 
Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Powered by Spirit Studios.